one of the biggest reasons I think that um, the needs have changed so much has to do with technology and That's with right. the way that our young people um, communicate with each other and the way that our young people, um, the things they're watching and they're exposed to um, from early That's on right. um, and leading into adolescence. And, the, you know, there's it's just presented a whole different um, set of of needs that we we weren't dealing with even even five or ten years ago um and 100%. so you know there's a lot of like really positive things that come with the technology um and so i'm not gonna i'm not knocking the advancement of technology at all i think that um it's amazing however um i do think that uh the adults and especially um you know educators and and parents really um, are a little behind the curve when it comes to some Actually. of the unintended consequences to some of the social media that's out there and um, just the messages that our students are getting. Welcome to the Cooler Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kuehlhorn, and I'm excited to have you join me as I interview community members and business leaders from the communities in which I live, work, and serve through my business, Cooler Garage Doors. We're gonna bring you highlights on characters in our communities. Why? Because community matters, and I want to know more about who is behind our business and leadership in order to understand and support the community fabric that our relationships make up. And collectively, we can build stronger communities that support our lifestyles, our youth, and our health. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cooler Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kuehlhorn, and today we have Tracy Gallegos, who's the director of the equity and inclusion for the D51 school district. Tracy, how you doing today? I am great. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing really good. I do have to just give a shout out to the the painting you have in the background. I think it's so cool and um, it's it's loud and proud. Thank you. It's a, it's a local earlier. artist. His name's Ben Boom. He's a jeweler and, a, and an artist and he does a lot of uh, really cool work with youth as well. So... Well, shout uh, out to Ben Boom. Ben Boom, um, he was on one of the videos. So my wife reached out to you and, and kind of connected this conversation. And in one of the videos, just doing a little bit of my own homework, um, I believe Ben Boom was on there. Would that be? Yeah. Yep. So he does. Um, he does inter very cool interviews with interesting people. And so awesome. He's kind of awesome. he reminds me a little bit of yourself in that respect. Um, and you know he's a he's an interesting guy. He's just a, a yeah a, a good person to know. So. Yeah, right on. I'll put him on my list and reach out. But for today, Tracy, um, I'd love to start. Where did you grow up? Yeah, so um, I'm from Delta, Colorado. Uh, born and right raised on. in Delta, and um, you know I I grew up there, uh, and then I ended up leaving and going to college. Um, and uh, Greeley, uh, and because okay. it was the best education college I knew of and I was able to get into. And then sure. um, I uh, worked in the metro area for a while. And then I moved back to Delta when I started my family and I've, I've lived there ever since. And so I'm a, I'm a Delta guy. Right on. I love it. And you're in education and have a lot of passion around youth. Where is that? coming from did that come from your own childhood is that 
Yeah. So tie that in for us. You know, I I would have been inspired um, to become an educator from early on, uh, and maybe it was out of spite a little bit, honestly, because uh, where I grew up, um, you know, I grew up with a a group of of young um, young people that looked a lot like me and talked a lot like me. I see. And uh, mm-hmm. we did not have the both the best experience uh, during adolescence and into into high school, really. Um, yeah. You know, and I I just feel like it was a combination of um, being misunderstood and um, just the, just being part of uh, the lived experience that we grew up. You know, we we uh, we were a, a crew of people who uh, knew each other from early on. And our parents hung out, and so we got to know each other like that. And then we got together and formed a really tight group. And um, you know, we had a, a lot of um, lack of opportunity, uh, a lot of misunderstanding about um, you know uh, maybe how to act the right way. And uh, we also were um, we didn't get a lot of encouragement from the educators and from the systems that were in place at the time in the '90s. And um, sure. that kind of put a chip on my shoulder. And uh, when I got to college, I decided that I really wanted to figure out a way to um, support youth like me and my friends. And I felt like the best way to do that was to get into education and become a teacher. So, Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So for your work with equity and inclusion, what, is your, what does your job entail? What's kind of a day-to-day? Yeah. So um, it's a it's a cool job. So I am lucky enough to work. Um, you know, I kind of have three kind of areas I focus in on. One is leadership and administration, and uh, I work with um, the leaders of the school district to help figure out um, ways that we can adjust our system so that we can start uh, meeting our 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 students' needs. And I'm talking about our students who are students furthest from opportunity. You know, unfortunately, we have sure. very predictable data, um, and it's been it's been predictable for for decades. But you Where's can it? look and see if you look at achievement, for example, um, you can see uh, predictably some of our students and how they're doing, and um, you can see uh, you know most of our students are doing okay, and then uh, there's a, a sizable group of students who are not doing okay and they haven't been doing yeah. okay for a long time. And so I get to uh, work with the leadership to help um, ask some tough questions and really think about our systems and think about um, some of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And then I get to really help them decide how to do things differently. And so it's really fun work. Um, you know, we look at um, making instructional decisions we look at uh, ways that we support our teachers and our principals and things that we can do differently to, to make sure that we're, we're meeting needs of kids. Um, I also get to um, really work closely with community and figure out ways to make sure that um, our community leaders and our experts who exist, um, especially experts for the population of students we're trying, that I'm, I'm in charge of supporting exist outside the walls of our buildings, uh, make sure they get into um, into our system and help us kind of partner with us to to find solutions for our kids. Yeah, I love it. 
What's your definition for the population that you that you work with closely? So I would say they are students furthest from opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's a it's a variety of kids. You know, we look uh, specifically at our students of color. Uh, our students of color just are they are not performing at the same rate as their um, as their as the white students. Uh, we mm-hmm. also look at students from marginalized um, populations. So our LGBTQ plus students, um, our students who are migratory, our students who are experiencing homelessness, um, you know, and our students who um, are also um, in poverty. Yeah. Yeah, real real life there, uh-huh. real life issues. Yeah. Um, amazing. And you mentioned like, Focusing in on on systems and some of the discrimination, if you will, is more systemic, right? Like not necessarily an individual's bias, and, and there's certainly that, um, but there's a lot of systems that are in place, and while they may have came from great intentions, like maybe they're outdated or they're just old school, right? So... Um, I get how that in and of itself is is incredibly important and that would present its own challenges in an institution. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, traditional education um, has a lot of uh, has a lot of systems and structures that um, were never designed to meet the needs of today's youth. And especially right. the diverse right. needs of today's diverse youth. And so, yeah, sure. you know, there's a lot of things that we do as educators, um, and we do it because that's how they've always been done. Sometimes we do it because that's how we were taught we should do it. Right. And sometimes right. there's some power structures where uh, we do it because we have to do it, because that's what our, uh, that's what the, the people that are in charge of our systems tell us we have to do. And so yeah. there's always some, uh, you know, it's an interesting lab landscape to navigate, especially when your yeah. goal is transformational and and doing things uh, differently. But I'll tell you, um, and just in the past, you know, four or five years, um, the needs of today's youth have changed. They've changed a lot. And they've changed um, for a variety of reasons. But... Um, most of our systems right now in public education are trying to catch up to the needs of the students. And it's kind of a scary time. It's a critical time for us to be having these conversations and for us to really be thinking outside of the box to find solutions. No joke. Um, Are these shifts in needs? I mean, there's been a big shift since COVID alone, right? Like that was not, insignificant by any means and you know for western slope colorado we're seeing a shift in population um it seems like there's more people coming in than necessarily moving out um but where where would you start pinpointing um some of those need changes is it is it population and there's there's just more um people looking for their for services is it technology um i mean 
I'd imagine it's a combination, but where would you point? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think both of those are very important um, points. You know, I think that today's youth, uh, maybe my, one of the biggest reasons I think that um, the needs have changed so much has to do with technology and with the way that our young people um, communicate with each other and the way that our young people, um, the things they're watching and they're exposed to um, from early on um, and leading into adolescence. And, you know, there's, it's just presented a whole different um, set of, of needs that we, we weren't dealing with even, even five or 10 years ago. Um, and 100%. so, you know, there's a lot of like really positive things that come with the technology. Um, and so I'm not gonna, I'm not knocking the advancement of technology at all. I think that, um, it's amazing. However, um, I do think that, uh, the adults and especially, um, you know, educators and, and parents really, um, are a little behind the curve when it comes to some Actually. of the unintended consequences to some of the social media that's out there and um, just the messages that our students are getting. Um, yeah. Also, I really think that our students are dependent upon um, some of the relationships they, they form virtually. And, uh, you know, that, that makes uh, in-person relationships different. And, um, you know, we haven't figured out as a system how to... Uh, how to support that need right now. And uh, it's, you know, we're a little behind the curve with, when it comes to that. And so sure. uh, I think technology is a huge, um, a huge issue that we have to figure out solutions for. Um, I also think that, um, you know, just the pandemic itself and the trauma that, um, that our students experienced because of, as a result of the tra- uh, pandemic, you know, I've looked yeah. at a lot of data. That's a big part of um, how I help um, our district figure out how to how to prioritize what we do. And you know, it's, the data is very telling. But what I've seen is, um, you know, um, students furthest from opportunity also experienced um, the majority of the trauma as a result of the pandemic. And a lot of, you know, loss of life, uh, loved ones, um, put in positions where they were uh, needed to move or, you know, change their family structures and, and things like that. They've really, really, um, it's been tough on our youth. I've seen snippets of that research. Um, do you, in D51, do you rely on healthy kids? surveys and is that part of the the research piece that you pull from or is that so we do so we have a couple of tools we use um the healthy kids colorado survey is a tool that mm-hmm. we participate in 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 that and that is a survey that um it's optional and so you know okay. we get some data um we also use a couple of other surveys that really help us get um data to help us judge, you know, how kids are feeling. Yeah. And we set yeah. goals around that data and it really does help us prioritize effort, resources, 
professional learning opportunities. And, you know, we are, we're making some movement in the right direction since we've been doing that, but we have a long ways to go. Um, especially in the area of student belonging and, and making sure that all of our kids feel like they really are part of our community and they belong. Um, and, and that the adults that are, that are teaching them understand them and, yeah. What we know yeah. is that, um, you know, especially for students who have a hard time learning, they really need to be able to take risks. And and if you are uh, if you don't trust the adults that are working with you, you're going to be less willing to take that risk, and 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 go out there and and tr- put all your effort into the learning. And so, what yeah. it's really important that we're able to figure out how to build strong trust with our students. And that our students feel like the adults that are working with them really care about them. Oh sure. Oh man, amazing! Is your is your role with ND fifty one is that a new role, or is that been around? So for a while? it's a, it is new ish. So um, okay, the position has existed in some form for many years, um, and it's kind of it go it's gone through different. Um, you know, it's, it's gone through different, um, titles and, and, you know, so I guess long story short, it, it it existed for quite a while. It went away for a while. Um, and now it's back and, uh, and, and so this is like year two. Yeah. What a critical, what a critical role to play in people's lives. I've got a, uh, a loaded question for you, but I just want to touch base on the technology piece again. Um, when I would get in, when I was in my past life into education and, and I would get into the schools and I was never a traditional educator in the sense that I loved experiential education. I loved getting um, youth out into the woods and rock climbing and, and learn some life skills in that environment and then be able to bring them into uh, other other realms of life. But with technology... Um, you know, I used to give, um, presentations to parents and kids, and I would just reference the cell phone, like a chainsaw. I was like, this is a chainsaw. It's, it's super useful, but I always wanted to bring a live chainsaw up onto the stage and fire it up and be like, would you hand this off to your kid without instruction? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's moving so fast. I'm a parent. I've got a daughter in eighth grade and my son's in fifth grade and you talk about those virtual relationships, like that's very real. Like there's real emotional bonds in a kid that that occurs between these relationships. And as a parent, I'm like, is this is this person even real? Like, how, and it, there's so many pieces. <laughs> it's I don't know how we keep up. Um, that's one of the challenges, right? It, it's and it's critical. You really put um, you really hit the nail on the head there, Matt. Um, you know. Uh, it doesn't seem real to adults, right? Even adults yeah. at our age, it's like, how can that be real? But it's very right. real to our to our to our youth, and um, that's something that we have to do as adults is recognize that, uh, you know, they view the world through a different lens, and, um, you know, we need to catch up. We owe it to our students to catch up, um, and get uh-huh. with the times, and really figure out. Um, you know, how to provide the best guidance and instruction when it comes to technology. 
because you know yeah. there's a lot of positives that come with technology, but there are um, there are a lot of potential dangerous situations when it comes to um, youth and unstructured and um, technology. And I honestly think, especially with you know, I, I've spent a lot of time kind of honing in on needs of um, students and families who um, speak um, languages other than English. And what I've sure. seen, especially with technology, is there is a power dynamic, um, especially if, a, like, let's say, example, for example, a parent does not speak English, but their children do. Right. And then um, just the power of not, of that child being able to communicate in the dominant language and the amount of responsibility that child takes on to support the family, to support the parent, and then you add the technology into it, you know, it, it can it can really get into a um, into a sticky situation quickly. And yeah. best intentions yeah. by all people. And and you know, students will um, young people kind of do. Uh, I think they do their best doing what they think they're supposed to do. And um, sometimes the influences um, come from all over the place, and that makes it a, a really unclear pathway for the for the young person. Yeah. All right. Here's the here's the loaded question. Okay. So, what is the cost to not paying attention, to not collaborating, to not creating that safety that youth? need to facilitate learning what's what are we missing um in not doing that well um you know i guess my personal opinion is that it's a it's it's huge right and um you know what we see is a a lot of struggle with our young people right now uh we when sure. we look at data we look at the, um, oh, the need for oh. mental mental health support for young people. Um, you know, those numbers have grown a, a lot in the last few years. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the problem is that even the funding structures that exist in our public schools are, they make it difficult to meet those kind of needs. Um, and you know, this is a Western Colorado show, right? And so in Western Colorado, um, you know, we don't have a lot of money in comparison with some of the other districts like on the front range. And so the right. way that we uh, allocate the resources that we have, um, you know, school districts, even the size of District 51, which is the largest district between Salt Lake City and Denver, you know, we don't have a, a ton of money to, uh, to help um, alone. You know, we really do need yeah. community support. And we really do need um, parents willing to make time in their busy lives to understand um, responsibilities and to really give input to make sure that we are creating, um, you know, the type of guidance that, that the kids need in order to to figure this out. This is a messy, yeah. um, really yeah. unknown territory that we're chartering. Um, with our young people and they're the ones that are like in the ship, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I look at that cost. I think it's significant as well. It's, 
um, you know, it's the human spirit. It's our future leaders. It's the collaborators and the innovators that will take on and address the next set of challenges. Um, it's just like tamping down possibility and potential. And so the work's super important. What are you excited for? So I've, as you look over the next couple of years, yeah, I'm excited for a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, one of the, uh, one of the challenges we have in public education is our workforce situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have a, you know, the, the, the teaching profession is so important and, uh, we are, we are not doing a great job currently attracting the talent we need retaining the talent we have. And so, um, you know, we, that's a, that's a big ask, but I do think that, um, you know, we have a potential to really, um, bring on the workforce that we need to, to make, to meet this challenge. You know, some of it is we need some help, um, with our um, community to get the message out that, Hey, this is a worthy, um, occupation this is a worthy career path that um is critical and it's is just yeah. as important as any other industry out there because it's all about our youth and developing our youth yeah so we need some yeah. help with that messaging because right now um you know politically or e- even um even just if you look at media uh, educators get pretty beat up and uh you know yeah. that the nobody benefits from that Right. So we, right. we do need to right. kind of flip the script. Um, uh, one of the things that I'm really passionate about, uh, there's an organization called the Colorado Association of Latino Administrators and Superintendents. We call it Koalas. And I'm the chair of that organization this year. And our mission is to really help um, make sure that we are diversifying the leadership within the school districts of Colorado and finding... Mm-hmm and developing leadership within our educators and it specifically our educators who really are, who understand and are able to be um, great role models for our Latina keys or Latinx student population. And so I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, You know, we have a mission to get some statewide recognition and really start partnering with school districts to make sure that we are, um, we're bringing some good talent that way and our organization is growing and, and, you know, we, I do think there are a lot of very passionate people who, um, who are understanding the need to get into the profession and really become leaders and make sure that they are, um, you know, ready to lead the changes that we need to make. It's actually really exciting because, uh, as we've talked about, uh, we really have to start going in a different direction. We have to start reimagining how we're teaching our kids and, um, that's fun work. And so, um, I'm hoping that we can, uh, uh, we can continue to work with our partners and really get that message out there and generate some excitement. It also would help if we could figure out how to, to pay our educators what they're worth. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That all adds into it. So, um, I could talk about education and, um, 
youth for for a long long time tracy and and we'll we'll start summing up this conversation for now and we'll follow up but um you know i'm hearing the excitement is around the collaboration is it, it, it and it's around um the shift and the change which is also you know part of the challenge but i think in every challenge there's also that opportunity um funding's critical just kind of ramping up the the juice behind um transformational work which is education and, and teaching uh-huh. like it's it's significant in a in a human's life um where do you see opportunities like how might businesses and, and community leaders work together even more for the greater good yeah so um one of the things that i would uh what i would offer is that uh, many districts including district 51 um, and other districts here on the western slope um most districts actually have what we call a strategic plan yes and it's something that we develop with community input but a lot of the strategic plans that are being developed nowadays um uh, and district 51 is in their first year of implementing the strategic plan that we've developed recently many of them have um a focus point for community partnership and so um you know the leaders of the districts um, really need to be going out and finding the community partners that they need to help meet the needs of the kids. But also, our community partners um, are um, should feel obligated, I feel, to, to reach out to district leaders and say, hey, I want to support our youth. Here's something I can do. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a financial support. You know, school district yeah. can use money. Maybe there's a yeah. maybe there's a something that they are able to do that they can invite some youth to come in and learn about workforce development type opportunity. Yeah, sure. Those are really yeah, sure. big um, needs for our kids right now. So I, I do think that um, the partnership uh, opportunity is there, and I'm seeing it become more solidified within strategic plans throughout the state. And so that was that, that's a recommendation I would have um, for community members is like. Get a hold of that superintendent. You know, all superintendents have um, a way for the community to to interact with them and communicate with them, and say, "Hey, what yeah. can I do?" Um, also, I would just say that it's critical to make sure that our youth are involved in these discussions, because uh, what the what I think is that our youth understand their needs. Um probably better than our adults do and yeah our adults seem to be able to listen and um, figure out how to really empower youth to uh to find solutions for themselves and for their peers because our youth understand what our youth are going through yeah heard if somebody's listening right now and, and wants to be that individual to get involved um, we'll throw in the D51 school district email and right. um, maybe even point to the, the superintendent. Is that the the best route for communication? And yeah. So um, honestly, engaged? if it's a D51 person, they can contact me. Um, I am in charge of, of implementing our community partnership um, awesome. and our family connection um, component of our strategic plan. And so, yep. uh, you know, uh, I'd be a great person to start with um 
if you know they can always get a hold of the superintendent but i bet you would probably get forwarded to me pretty quickly um yeah but well, yeah we'll put your school district email if that's the best one in the show notes you bet um and awesome. then you know also you know there's different levels so there's that district level but there's also that school level and so mm-hmm. um you know getting a hold of a principal especially if you have a uh maybe one of your children are going to a school and you, and you say hey i would love to help out you know and make sure that sure. while my kids are attending this school you know i'd love to figure out ways that i could support and and help create that safe place or help support the goals of the school so that school level participation is, is would be really helpful too um yeah and yeah. i've never you know i was a i was a uh a building administrator for nine years here in our district and i've never um, been disappointed when a parent said hey i, I want to help somehow you know what can i do I, it, it was always like yeah all right that's what we need we need more of that right yeah we'll we'll get you something <laughs> i get that i hear that um i'll take i'll take my own actions that's inspiring and um tracy i really appreciate the story i appreciate the dedication um you know i think that youth are better off because you're in that position and championing them. And, um, yeah, I just, just really, really appreciate the, I mean, not to get sappy, but it's the love, it's the dedication, it's the, it's the rallying, it's all the pieces. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for the work that you do, my friend. Well, thank you for putting this, um, this podcast together. Um, you know, I think it's so cool to, highlight um you know people in the community who have passion and so i've been able to watch a few of them they've been great you know uh it's this type of stuff that we need to do um collectively as a community to improve our world right and so i appreciate you taking that part and thank you for your interest um you know uh i would love to talk any other time you have the f then uh yeah, and with whoever, good, you know, Tracy. I encourage people to yep. reach out, even if they want to give me some uh, some advice or whatever. That they, they, they think that, um, you know, D fifty one's doing things uh, not in the right uh, way when it comes to focusing in on uh, on the students we're trying to figure out how to serve. I'm always open to uh, to recommendation. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have a feeling that we will talk again very soon. All right. Enjoy the day. Thank you.